0: This week's episode of Aussie Techies is brought to you by Start New Company. Register your company immediately today with ASIC. ABN, GST registration is also available directly from the portal. Also set up your family trust and self-managed superannuation fund and more. All at startnewcompany.com.au. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash startnewco. And keep an eye out for our regular specials. Start your new company now within 10 minutes of lodgement. All legal company documentation provided after registration. Startnewcompany.com.au. Also brought to you by athwebhosting.com.au. All our servers are operating on SSD drives, immediate activation, SSL certificates, Aussie support, domain registration, and more. Easy install WordPress, Joomla, Drupal, and 300 other one-click installations. Generous space and bandwidth, auto backups, WordPress help, and maintenance plans are also available on contact. If your webpage is important for your business or your life, contact us today. Aussie support, secure services, athwebhosting.com.au. And now for the show. Welcome to episode 696 of the Aussie Tech Heads, recorded on the 1st of October 2020. I'm your host, Jason Oakley, and this is my co host, Will Tompkinson. Hey, Will. Hey, mate. You're over that side.
1: <laughs> I've always been. Here. When did you move? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, years ago. had a couple of years. Been in this house for like four years, dude.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? Yeah, we've been on this show for a while, so I, I, I forgot. It's
1: been like three weeks. I can, tell cause my, I can tell cuz I can tell cuz my episode counter was wrong.
0: <laughs> you can talk now though. Let's yeah, in yeah, this kind of situation.
1: Probably nearly 2 weeks where I lost well, I lost my voice completely for a couple of days and it really took a couple of weeks before it came back up again. That was um Somebody
0: else wanted to do our show. How dare he just because he started the damn thing. <laughs>
1: yeah, but man. Did you, How do you, get have, away you, with you have you have seen the intro to last week's show? No. He cropped it so only half of it showed, and then three quarters of the way through the intro, he stopped it, and then after he went live, he tried to re- figure out where the rest of the intro went. Oh.
0: <laughs> the week before last, uh, I was in last week.
1: Yeah, week before. Last. So, it's like, seriously, dude? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't
0: you done technology before? Uh, He's only done like 600 episodes. Know, <laughs> give him a break. <laughs> no, we well, we're up nearly, yeah,
1: nearly 700 now. Yeah. Yep. I mean, he's only done like 200 of them, but... It <laughs> <laughs> was only there for so, about...
0: It's a Willie J show. He's
1: only actually been there for about 12 of them. <laughs> yep. <Yeah. laughs> um. Have
0: you been anyway?
1: Yeah, not too bad, but it's got hot. It's stupid. It's getting down to three and four degrees of a night, and we hit we're hitting 34 degrees during the day.
0: Jeez, dude. It's just I've got nuts. the fan on. Yeah, i got the fan only on. Only because it gets a bit stuffy and
1: I like to have a fan on. i got the fan on at the moment, but like in probably two hours, I'll turn it off. Although not so much in here. Um, this room gets hot because I've got on my computer, all the monitors, the 3D printer, like it's all... Servers. Yeah, the server, the NAS, the media center, the amp, the Foxtel box, the routers. The other Foxtel box. <laughs> so yeah, it doesn't get cold. And you've history. been
0: doing some more 3D printing. Yeah,
1: yeah. Finally, going? finally got the bulk of it figured out. It still, still uh, doesn't go according to plan. Sometimes.
0: Turns out but the one that I got was a bit dodgy, huh?
1: Yeah, because the um, I need to replace the extruder stepper because it's overheating, and I need to replace the Z axis because it sounds like a pack of angry camels. So. <laughs>
0: How do you know what a pack of angry camels sound like? Well, it's a... have you What have you been watching on YouTube, mister?
1: Well, it involves a pack of angry camels.
0: And why are they angry? This is what I want to know. It's
1: all the donkey's fault.
0: People deserve to know these things.
1: Well, if you're watching the same show as I was,
0: you'd know. Ah. <clears throat> like they do on the Discovery Channel.
1: Speaking of watching shows... Yeah. Have you watched um, Upload yet?
0: Yeah, Oh, come on, it's you slacker! Great, I especially liked it when they did that thing.
1: Mm.
0: I haven't finished the one hundred Sl- yet, and I've hardly been watching that because slacker. I've been quite busy. That I'll get into in a minute.
1: This, um, you you, you gotta watch it, upload. It's fantastic. It's an Amazon Prime, um, show, and you can find okay. it elsewhere if you look hard enough. Yep. Um, but it's basically yeah. The idea is, you know, if you you can upload to a digital afterlife. And um, it, it's a little violent, but um, it's that's what makes it good. <laughs> well, it's not. I mean, the upload part's a bit violent, but yeah, you oh. end up in a you know, digital afterlife, and you've got your own, you know, they like you can change yeah, like they you can set your weather and change the weather and however you want it, and you can have your own food, and you can have you know your own. Well, they, they're called an angel. They're like tech support. <laughs> um you know and it's just yeah like you pay but it's like a paid plan because it's still done by like internet companies running their own afterlife servers and or life after servers and um, they use real it's really funny I don't know if any of this is paid product placement but there's literally like you know Horizon internet and like all these things that are legit companies all through it everywhere <laughs> so it's really interesting to see that's his therapy dog Um, so it's really interesting to see how they sort of get away with it and do it, and you know, um, oh, yeah, he hacked his self driving car.
0: How is it that they're <laughs> in cars that still only go on two axes? <laughs> well no, they're not flying that was
1: in the real world, um, oh. but he hacked it so that he could control it with a PlayStation controller. <laughs> but, um, that that's give people ratings out of yeah, flight. you can rate people and like that, you can do all sorts that's of stuff. From like,
0: ready, no, from um, Damon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ready Player 2 is going
1: to come out. Oh yeah, I heard about that. Um, And you can do... um, Like they can go to the dark web and they can get viruses (laughs) and there's like spam control and there's like a a hole in the hedge. Um, There's a hole in the hedge that these guys like sort of tear it apart and they creep through it and they get to the other side and there's this door that says dark web (laughs) and on it it's got um, anti-bot protection and it says are you human and there's a tick box that says yes and it says pick the cats and like there's this ai standing there going eh, eh, eh. <laughs> and then they walk in the door go ding 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 it's like oh it looks so easy <laughs> <laughs> it's just a really really well done show it's, it's definitely there's only 10 it's ten episodes in season one they and season. Their
0: new season of Archer came out. I was watching today, so
1: that kept me <laughs> And season two and three, I think, have been commissioned already. So, um yeah, no, it's 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 hilarious. Like it, it takes all the things that. You... It's to the point where it's so believable it could almost actually happen. Yeah, but then they just do that one little thing you like. Nah, like, <laughs> it's it's done really well it really is whoever's I don't know who the the thought the think tank is behind this but they've done people a really good the job people
0: from the office and parks and recreation that had on the intro well that's the
1: producers and directors oh. and stuff but I don't know who the 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 brainchild of this Original is Like, concept. yeah, like they've, they've done a really good job of it I could look it up but yeah but um, but yeah you know, obviously if you're part of Amazon Prime you can find it elsewhere if you look hard enough actually I'm going to look very hard Greg Daniels It's like everywhere, so.
0: He wrote several Simpsons episodes. He worked with Mike Judge on King of the Hill. People of Earth, The Office, Space Force. Well, that was a flop. I watched a few episodes of that and I'm like, okay, this one (laughs) sounds good. So,
1: but yeah, I just thought I'd mention that. If If you're looking for something to watch, definitely give that a go. Week. It's definitely.
0: Well, I've been pretty busy. I won a uh, contest on Twitch and won 120 UK pounds worth of computer books, which is good. So I just started doing some computer programming. One of them's already arrived. And this. Well,
1: that book was 20 pounds.
0: Yes, it's got a <laughs> hole in it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's all green. <laughs> That's why it's not showing
0: up. There's a guy putting a disc floppy disk into the garbage the games that weren't by frank gasking it's a hefty tome but it's full of all these computer games that started being either ideas that were going to be made right from the old atari 2600s up to modern ones and they have information like uh well it says at the start in great big letters ran out of time publisher changed their mind licensing bankruptcy too ambitious quality issues market moved on legal wranglings time delays development issues failed location test console bombed infighting staff leaving or company buyout and a lot of those are the reasons why these games had not been finished but a lot of them they've actually got um screenshots of the game as it was being produced and uh some of them have quite good. we got really old ones back, as I said, to the Atari 2600 style. Uh, Some of them are just drawings on paper of the graphics and sprites as they were doing it, but you can see really old style graphics there. Really good book, The Games That Weren't. And so these were never actually released to the public. Some of them actually were mostly complete, and a lot of people have found their old source code. So you can um, download them from the games that weren't Website and play some of them. And um, yeah, it's really cool. I've got a few programming books that are probably less interesting to a lot of people, but um, to go with that, my new copy of Freeze 64 arrived Swamp Fever, which has also got a lot of green on it, obviously. (laughs) And um, that's by uh, Vinny over in the UK. It's a monthly magazine information about new and old Commodore 64 games and hidden features and interviews with. Programmers and marketing people and for instance there's there was a game on um really old computers called uh atari 2600 actually called the empire strikes back now they're bringing it to the commodore 64. so there's one of the sprites you can see there they render it in a 3d program then export it and then draw it on the commodore 64. that's 13 Multiplex sprites to make up the one ATAT Walker. That's um, insane got, for that machine. Uh, Chris Stanley and Rune Rune Spans uh, making this game, and they're it's basically a port of the Atari 2600 game to the Commodore 64. <coughs> so a lot of really interesting stuff like that. Hopefully, I'll end up being in there one day. They also have fan stuff, so. If you've got a lot of commodore 64 gear at home and books and magazines and stuff take a photo of yourself you can send it in and Benny can send you a little blurb with some questions you can answer for the book the uh, magazine and uh, yeah it's really good to subscribe for that's uh, issue 39 they've also got special issues that i bought before like just a bunch of interviews with really famous game developers andrew braybrook and tony crowther and stuff back in the day pretty £3.99. That's a good price. I subscribe at six months at a time and every month a little magazine in the mail, which is really
1: cool. If you like that sort of weird stuff, nostalgia stuff, um, Stuart Ashens. He's got a YouTube channel. But um, he also has... um...
0: Who's talking? (laughs) Oh, there you are. He also has... That's the way we became the Brady Bunch.
1: (laughs) I'm just trying to figure out why it's not doing... There we go. Um, he also has a, he's written a few books and one of them is called Terrible Old Games You've Probably Never Heard Of. And, um, it goes through and lists all these, you know, all these games on all these weird, not only... an
0: interview with Jeff Minter, that'd be brilliant. Yeah,
1: not only does, um, obscure games, but he does obscure consoles and, and all sorts of stuff. Um, you know, like Alien Invaders is one there and some down here what's he got um it's like starts off with Space Invaders because he uses that as like the benchmark and then there's like all these ripoffs like Alien Sidestep and Battle Probe and like you know all these different games that you sort of never heard of on different consoles that was on an Atari ST um that was what's that for I don't know what game that was but yeah there's it's and he's written a couple of them so there's that one and then there's um his follow-up, which is Attack of the Flickering Skeletons, more terrible old games you've probably never heard of, <laughs> and obviously called you know taking the Mickey out there with Attack of the Flickering Skeletons. It's all the low-res sprites that you know you used to be able to notice that between frames they disappear and stuff like that. So it's um yeah, he he does a lot of old stuff like that as well. He's also got one I can't find it quickly but he's got another one um about consoles really obscure old systems and consoles and stuff that sort of never made it or only were only ever like uk or um stuff like that so (coughs) so that's pretty cool interesting so
0: the reason that i'm excited to have won this competition and getting all these programming books is because i decided to make a game for the commodore 64 you did i've spent the last 10 days i got the i drew the main um, main game screens background in the paint program which runs on windows but outputs a koala pad um, format graphic for your background Um, did all the sprites i've got now the, the last couple of days i've been working on the title screen which looks like an old commodore 64 demo it's got raster bars with the different colors interleaved it's got bouncing uh sprites all over the screen it's got color sweeps going through and a little scrolly message doing a pixel scroll along the bottom and all these different raster effects and stuff which has been quite complicated so there's there's a guy called old school coder and school is spelled s-k-o-o-l and uh, he's been helping me because he's been programming stuff since the commodore vic 20 days and he's got a lot of good YouTube videos and stuff and he's got a Patreon as well. Oh, don't show too much because that's a secret I haven't told anyone what the game is. <laughs>
1: I didn't realise that was even going to show up on that monitor. Yeah. What is going on? Whoa, what the heck? You broke it. Yeah. All my screens have just gone black. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so
0: You need a break?
1: Um. No, I think I can... I think I've got this. <laughs> just well, just fill for a second, will you?
0: <laughs> nobody will be able to guess the uh, type of game based on that name because it's one I made up. It's actually based on an old Game & Watch game and because I didn't want to infringe on any copyrights or IP, I changed the name of mine to what you just saw on the screen there. Well, you you, you may not audio. have, I don't
1: know. I, I didn't if even get a chance to audio, see it. you're a
0: bit screwed over. <laughs> but um, um, yeah, I, you won't get anything from that name. But uh, yeah, big problem is that because the uh, logo is in green raster bars, a lot of that was green screen. Yeah, I know. Well. So it
1: looks I don't even know why it opened. That I because you sent it to me in Discord. Yeah. And I went, oh, I'll just show the Discord screen grab. Yeah. And it goes, no, you want this in full screen on that monitor, don't you? I went,
0: no. no, <laughs> no. no. <laughs>
1: No, I didn't so, in any way ask you to do that.
0: <laughs> I um, so subscribe to Old, old School Coder's Patreon, so, mm. which helps him out. And uh, he helps me if I've got. I've had trouble getting the raster bars all stable and get the scrolling message to go right and all that sort of stuff. So he's helped me out with that. I've got a friend, uh, Mike Richmond in the UK, who's a musician, and he did the music for my uh all the background tune for my game cory cole cool brew which was on the oh. spectrum that i released in i think it was about march or april this year so um he's written a um in-game tune which is really really cool and he's uh, most of the way through the title screen tune and um he's also going to be doing the sound effects for it so he's got some really good credits in there but yeah i'm really really enjoying it i thought <sighs> A few months ago I looked at starting to do some dev again and I looked at the Commodore 64 and watched some videos and tutorials and stuff and I went, my brain's not coping with this. I'm never going to make a Commodore 64 game, I'm sorry. Back in the 90s, I made a few demos that were not that great or big and I could understand it but these days it's just beyond me. And then I kept watching some and then I thought, well, let me just try so I gave it a go, and lo and behold, I came up with this game, and uh, it's based on an old game, which game that I really enjoyed back in the day. So, should have a lot of fun doing it. I'd actually started working on uh, ideas for doing a Game Boy game that would work on the original uh, grayscale Game Boy and also the colour one, but. Um, Then I pivoted back to the Commodore 64 because I'm a sucker for punishment, I guess. (laughs) I'm having a lot of fun and I watch all these people doing streams and stuff. There's a guy, Sheldon50K in the UK who um, is is making a color game. Well, it's for the Game Boy Advance, I think. I think it's for the color one. Um, And also two Commodore 64 games. One is Pick and Mix, which is a two-player game that I've been having a bit of fun doing some graphics for him here and there. And also, he's porting a Switch game called uh, Checkanoid, which has this little shooter guy that goes through flip screens and looks like a lot of fun. And I can't even fathom how he can come up with the ways to do the special effects in that, because he's got exploding pixels all over the screen and pixels that follow you with a pixel trail and things that bounce off the wall and explode and stuff. and It's all done with, like, redefining characters and things, and I'm just like, I don't understand how you're doing this, but it looks really, really cool. I'm glad you're doing it and not me, because maybe one day I'll get close to half as good as he is. But, uh, yeah, well, I guess it remains to be seen. It's better we
1: can hope for, really.
0: Yeah. (laughs) But if you like our show, don't forget you can make a one-off donation (laughs) of any size at ko-fi.com or ko-fi.com. That's ko-fi.com slash Aussie TechHeads. Buy us a coffee or ten. If you really just like, like that much, we need uh, a lot of coffee to keep this show going, especially this late at night.
1: Just like Andrew has done, he's he's donated through that way.
0: You're all right in our books, sir. And uh, of
1: course, there's also the good old Patreon. That thing going
0: um, up there. Yeah. Well,
1: watch it, well watch it was it. announced. And now there's Christian a coffee work. one. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. So we have the the Patreon. Of course, you get through there, and we will be currently. There's tiers. Um, different tiers Different <laughs> Yeah well there's those often as well <laughs> You pay extra for those ones though Yeah um- <laughs> So there's there's different tiers. Um, at the moment, the four dollars one's the most popular one, which is basically saying it's making us do a show a week because that's pretty much what the requirement is for that one. Um, there's other tiers where we haven't necessarily implemented everything, so kind of a good thing that people haven't <laughs> supported the other ones yet because I don't have to do more work. Once they do, we're gonna do have to do more content, son. What's this? We you'll end up being me. You know this, right? Yes. <laughs> Um, But yeah So I've got uh, We've got Chris We've got David Bird We have Daniel and Amanda We have Bouncing Yellow Ball Bouncing Yellow Skull And um, why
0: did it
1: And Kate Who I think was Has changed their name To something I can say Because they must have Got tired of me Cocking up their Other name that they had In there (laughs) So (laughs) Because it's the same person they've just changed their name so C, well no, because C, 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 D, whoever it you was, know. I think is now Chris, ah. and Kate was the other one, the first one, um, I can't remember who you, who we you were, sorry, it, we appreciate nice. it, we do, Thanks for and um, you know, as I say, like we, we don't expect it, and we're, we're very grateful for it, but it really does help, um, even though Patreon does take <laughs> a couple of bucks out of everyone's donations because they're like that, but yeah, the um more the merrier. But it helps with like uh IO for example, which is what we're using for streaming and a few other programs we're using.
0: Upgrading Glenn's computer.
1: <laughs> Upgrading Glen's computer, yeah. Well, it might take a bit a few more people I think for that to happen. <laughs> 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 he needs a lot of upgrades. <laughs> and motivation. <laughs> but um yeah, so there's obviously Patreon. Um and yeah, Kofi's or coffee is the new the new coolness. Um that's basically if you don't wanna if it's coffee, um, it should be hot, right? Oh yeah. I no, I, I drink iced coffee.
0: You also drink that cold
1: cold You're talking about. Mm. Well, it's I call it iced coffee, but yeah, it's cold brew. Yes. That's that's my favorite coffee. No, I, it's I,
0: cool I, brew, Corey. Cool <laughs> brew. Cool, cool brew. Cool cool yeah. I can't hey, that drink right, son. I can't
1: drink hot coffee anymore. I've Remember drinking... on
0: the goodies when when he, Tim always got the beans means hinds wrong, and he'd be like, "Get it right." <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yo, Um. um Wait, that was a footy show. Um the yeah, so if you don't want to if you don't want to uh do US dollars, which is unfortunately all Patreon does it, it's weird. Uh you can do coffee which is Australian dollars and also it's you can you do a one-off donation, you don't have to do a monthly subscription if you don't want to. So if you just want to give us a dollar go for it, you know. Whatever, whatever works for you. We in, um, you don't get
0: much coffee for a dollar these days. Back when I was a young lad, you <laughs> could get four coffees for a
1: dollar. Just about. Um, <laughs> you can also, if you wish, um, to sidestep any of those sort of things. If you f- don't feel comfortable, uh, shoot us an email or whatever and we'll chuck you our bank details and you can just do a direct deposit if that helps. Because uh, well, I know some point. people who don't have PayPal accounts and, and don't like doing online transactions which is understandable um you know so there's a few different ways of doing that so so oh
0: and the other thing i finally got done Etherneted up the house yes you did so this room spare room my daughter's room all connected through cat6 ethernet through the house now instead of me going on the (coughs) wi-fi and talk some like this now i should have a hopefully rock steady connection it is it's been so good I only plug it in over there in the wall
1: it's been good so far
0: yeah i'm um, getting like 800 to 900 down which is not too yeah bad.
1: shut up <laughs> <laughs> well it wouldn't work for me anyway because everything i own is cat 5e like even my router and switch and everything anyway so i'm you know i couldn't go that fast anyway
0: that's why that Dutchy guy wants to get Cat 6E so he can have 10 gigabit. Because he's got a two-story house, so he wants to connect <laughs> the upstairs TVs and stuff through 10 gig. I don't know you need that much. but You don't. But he wants it. if yeah.
1: I was going to wire pre-wire my house, I would. You know, if I was going to go to the trouble of doing it, I would do it properly and be done with it. So I haven't got to worry about it. But because I just like ad-hocing stuff and chucking stuff together at the last minute, it basically just is whatever it consists of what you I've got. You do my your own stuff, though. I do.
0: I, don't, yeah. I got well I had a few other electrical things that needed doing and they don't like me touching the electricity <laughs> much so I thought while they're here they can do that <laughs> but I surprised them they, they hooked up all of the ethernet and then he's like oh can you test it so I plugged the cable into my daughter's computer and I went ping google.com and it came back with four replies happy so I was like yeah that's working he's like what did you, what? what did you do <laughs> and I was like I just did a quick connection to google and it came back and it worked
1: i googled myself but
0: i don't know what you're doing i said okay look we'll close that down we'll open up speedtest.net oh look if we got 800 down that's good isn't it he's like oh yeah i understand that <laughs> he said that from, from your computers to the wall and to the uh mode motor- of the router or switch in the lounge room you'll probably want to do cat 6 but you probably understand more than that than I do by the sounds of things, so I'll just <laughs> leave you to it. It's like, yep, yeah, good one, mate.
1: So in case you're wondering what... This week's episode of Ozzy What happens when you do a ping, and I'll just put this over your head because it's the easiest place to put it. Um, <laughs> so you can see... Oh, why don't you... It's supposed to... See, this... Why do they mess with this every time? Uh, uh, it's supposed to, like, make the text... Large, large by default, but for whatever reason, it's like no, you don't need large text. What do you want large text for? I'm so like, you oh.
0: can get more pings for your dollar.
1: <laughs> I want large text so I can actually see um, what I'm typing. More pings. For um, your and there's no way to do it anymore. Huh? Oh, font. The make it font size. <laughs> make the font size bigger. What
0: even is a font? There we go. There we go. So
1: yeah, so basically, yeah, you can see there if you ping. You know, In this case, it was google.com, but you can ping any website and it'll basically just throw a a connection to it and tell you if you're getting a round trip. You don't want to see... You want to see sent and received. You don't want to see lost, um, ideally. And obviously, the lower the ping, the better the quality. So that's basically what that is. That's just done in your uh, command prompt. It's just a quick and dirty way of testing to make sure you've got... Especially, it works... um, Like, if you do uh like an australian server it's a good way to tell the difference between no, actually it didn't make any difference that is google i suppose i wouldn't expect much but if you did um let's see what's an american i don't know amazon was that making a difference usually if you go overseas you'll notice your ping time really slows down there you go so it went from 24 milliseconds to 250 milliseconds So
0: it's 10 times as long, 10
1: takes 10 times as long to do a round trip to the states as -hmm. it does to go to a local server. So it's just a bit of this is the whole thing that people like, Oh, I'm just you know, I get server lag on the game, I need faster internet. It's like, No, you don't need faster internet, you need to find a server that's closer to home. Yeah, data as fast as it is still takes time to travel.
0: Go for the west coast of the US or Japan or something,
1: yeah, or you know, even. We had to do
0: that with Creeperhost when we had Minecraft.
1: Mm. I've even found like um, sometimes Canadian servers or um, like Swedish servers tend to be pretty quick. Like there's Oh Canadian eh? Yeah, I don't know why, but yeah, you have to pick and choose your servers.
0: Should we do some so, news?
1: Uh, <laughs> I suppose people's are paying, people that's what people are paying for. <laughs> Show half over.
0: <laughs> A new Google Assistant feature called hold for me waits on hold so you don't have to. In previous years, Google launched Call Screen to vet your incoming calls, duplex for restaurant reservations, and just this month, a feature called Verified Calls that will tell you who's calling and why. Today, Google announced a feature called Hold For Me, which will make the Google Assistant stay on the line for you when you're placed on hold, and then alert you when someone picks up. In the short demo of Hold For Me, Google showed how a Pixel device owner is able to activate the new feature after they've been placed on hold is done by tapping a new button that appears in the phone screen above the buttons for muting the call, turning on the speakerphone and other in-call phone controls. Once activated you're alerted with a message that says don't hang up where you're advised that Google assistant is listening to the call for you so you can do other things. A button is also available on this screen that lets you tap to return to the call anytime below that an on-screen message that says music playing to indicate if Google assistant is still hearing the whole music. You can also just choose to press the red hang up button to end the call from the screen. When a person comes on the line, the device will let you, it's time to return to the call. Google says a new feature will come to its new Pixel 5 devices, which will soon be followed by its older generation Pixel phones via the next Pixel feature drop rollout. So, it's <clears throat> if you've got a Pixel phone, but the rest of us who've got Android don't matter.
1: Yeah, but see, this is where the the uh, thing with having different manufacturers, you know, they've all got to test the software on their phones and How's it it going to go with those
0: things? Google is listening on hold to your music. Okay, someone's back. Your call is very important to (laughs) us. Please keep on the line. Wait, it's not back again.
1: Uh... Sorry, sorry, Google. Um, Just keep them on hold. I'm in the toilet. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Put put them on hold.
0: That's right. Yeah, we can do that. (laughs) It's oh like an interesting feature. Wondering if a lot of these other things you've never heard, I've never heard of or seen duplex for restaurant reservation. Must be US. Only. That's yeah. There's
1: a lot of this stuffs US only. They used to have one called um, uh, Grand Grand Central Station. I think it was called. Yes. And it was basically a free phone number, effectively that was a digital. Like it didn't use they used data instead of cell tower. Yep. And that was never seen here. There's a lot of stuff that's US only. Um, several reasons. Thanks, so, well, a lot of it's because one, well, our network doesn't support a lot of it. Um, they use different, like they use LTE, they use different formats over there as well. So if you are to make something work over here, you'd have to completely recode the way it's designed to work. Um, like even things like the, the Wi-Fi to self-extender. Um, networks. We where you, they've been a thing in the States for years. If you've got a bad phone connection, but you've got good, uh, internet they would just hey, give you an extender box that would just trick the phone into thinking it's on the cell Somebody tower
0: send you a Fem-
1: yeah um, but tower. here um that's very very rare and it is now available but it's still really rare <laughs> they don't want to do it because it costs them data see' Because data' money
0: um, we got wi-fi over calls over Wi-fi now anyway so
1: it doesn't really work well in my experience it's not great. Um, I do and I haven't I haven't enabled here because our phones isn't good, but I find it works to clear the signal up but you still need phone signal like at least one bar oh. of phone signal because I yes. think it still charges like it still acts as if it's a phone call in terms of the way it accesses the phone but I think once you're connected it can use the data to help boost like clean the signal, but I don't think it I don't think it's it was, 100% at least on mine anyway, which is an older phone now, admittedly, but it yeah. doesn't just use, like, if you don't have any phone signal at all, you can't make a call, Yeah, yeah. Um, because I was actually in an area where I had Wi-Fi, but I had no phone signal, and yeah, I couldn't make a call on it, which I thought no. was the whole point of it, but maybe, <laughs> no, think so. maybe that, as I said, maybe it's because it's an older phone, I don't know, yeah. who knows, but speaking of um, updates iOS 14, the worst release to date. Wow. Yeah, I'm not. Reading That's the story. saying a
0: lot because they've had...
1: <laughs> they've had some pretty bad releases. Uh, um, basically, they're saying that um, there's issues galore from performance issues, battery issues, user, user interface lags, keyboard starters, crashes, problems with apps, Wi-Fi failures, Bluetooth connectivity issues. Um, it's not just limited to the iPhone, it's also iPad problems, um such as charging problems, etc. Uh so yeah, so hundreds of millions of devices are basically failing left, front and centre at the moment. Ah. Um so they're basically saying just don't upgrade at the moment because <laughs> In the old days, the solution was to wind back to the previous version. But the previous version is no better. <laughs> so, so they're basically... Hell, what do you do? They're basically saying if you've got the option to factory reset your phone, factory reset it and leave it on the version it came with until they get a this sorted. Yeah. Um, because they're having just so many problems. It's, it's, it's just... Like testers are just not even... Um,
0: it's
1: bloody ridiculous, mate. Yeah. I mean, for, for a company that doesn't you know they propri- build their hardware to proprietary standards so they don't have this problem that's the reason they control their hardware from end to end so that their software works but oh, apparently wow. nobody told the developers that <laughs> <laughs> so but even simple things like um compatibility with um office 365 and um stuff like that apparently it's all broken again so wow yeah um so basically, just don't own an iPhone; you'll be fine. I it's think that's what the story Tim is saying. Apple's fault. It's not what I'm saying. It's what Apple's saying. Don't buy an iPhone; you'll be perfectly fine. That's what that's what they're getting to. <laughs> they want you to buy, you know, something that's other than an iPhone. Clearly, blame, I mean,
0: blame Tim Apple.
1: You know, yeah, <laughs> he was still there. I mean, <laughs> really. So, but yeah. So basically um, if you do update be prepared to have a lot of issues but it's like some of the stuff are issues going back 3 and 4 and 5 versions like they not only haven't fixed the things that were problems they've introduced new problems like it's like 9 <laughs>
0: bugs in the code fix 1 100 bugs in the code <laughs>
1: yeah it's like they've intentionally gone oh, we're not going to write those they're only minor problems but here's some bigger ones that'll take your mind off those smaller ones you know like bricking your device and (laughs) not letting you charge it and killing your battery in 45 minutes and which is a pretty impressive effort actually I was watching a guy he's got one of the new iPhones which has got a whatever it is 18 hour battery life or something like that I'm ridiculous like he normally said he can get it through all day with it with no problems at all you know he doesn't run out of charge updated the new iOS and he gets like 45 minutes like it just (laughs) 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 it's just done so, and of course, Apple like oh, it must be a bad battery. He's like, it wasn't a bad battery yesterday. <laughs> it's perfectly fine yesterday. So,
0: well, some news that you'll be happy about: Gateway is back!
1: Yay! Oh, really?
0: And it's selling AMD-powered budget laptops at Walmart. Huh? Gateway, the major PC brand of the '90s mm. with the iconic cow-spotted logo, is back. Well, kind of. Acer now owns the company has decided to start selling Gateway-branded laptops again exclusively at Walmart. As often the case with Walmart-exclusive laptops, the main attraction is the price. On the most affordable end is the Gateway Ultra-Thin series, which starts at $179 US, 11.6-inch laptop with AMD A4 and spans up to $499, 15.6-inch model with a Core i5. There's also $199, 11.6-inch touchscreen, two-in-one available, powered by an Intel Celeron processor. The names aren't very interesting, but they do come in a variety of fun colors, including purple, blue, green, and rose gold, as well as black. On the higher end is the Gateway Creator Series, two 15.6-inch laptops meant for media editing and gaming. No funky colors on these. They only come in black, but they do seem to have some decent specs. You can choose the $799 rig with the Ryzen 5 4600H and an NVIDIA GTX 1650 GPU or a $999 model with a Core i5 and an RTX 2060. Yeah, I'll take the Ryzen. That puts, step, that puts them a step above the ultra-thin series in price but still fairly inexpensive as creator-focused machines go. I guess it's at least partially because they don't seem to have a lot of storage, only 256 gig each. Yeah, storage is cheap. Yeah, you just plug in things through the USB now, don't yeah. you? So, I mean,
1: two fifty-six gig SSD boot drive is fine. You yeah. just have a secondary data drive. Yep. Yeah. Still one of my favorite logos ever. Isn't it? I love it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> started started on a farm in the back shed. Why not? What else are you going to put in the shed That's it. in the barn? Yeah, you
1: know, I had a gateway back in the day. It was yep. a freaking huge tower. The thing must have been three foot tall, two foot across, and about four foot deep. You sure that wasn't and a fridge? No, no. It was. It was their PC. <laughs> um, it came with a twenty-four inch CRT monitor, oh. which <laughs> like took two people to carry this thing. It would. That's why the case was so big, so the monitor could sit on top of the case and not look out of place. Did you kind of type like this? (laughs) It was... I get um, binoculars. The case, that was back when they were making their own peripheral. Do you remember back in the day, I don't think you remember, there was a massive scandal, and Dell was the main proponent of it, but other ones did it as well, where they... There must have been a bad batch of capacitors released out of the factory. And every motherboard made for two years just fried, whether it was Gigabyte, whether it was whatever, just killed motherboards because all the capacitors leaked. It was about then, so it was like late 90s, early... Yeah, late, like 98, 99, 2000 in there. And um, this gateway at that time were doing proprietary boards. So you could upgrade some things like memory and CPU and hard drive, but you couldn't upgrade graphics cards, motherboard, stuff like that because they were proprietary. And I thought, oh, this is just all case. Like thinking it's just a show-off, just a case, just to make it look cool. And I thought, I'll clean all the dust and stuff out of it. So I've taken the side of the case off. And this motherboard must have been three foot by three foot sitting inside this case. (laughs) (laughs) Like they didn't use... That's way to do your cooling, son. (laughs) They didn't use... Like compounded components or dual layer motherboard, like everything was just on this. <laughs> just this is one sheet of components. We put all
0: the resistors over there, <laughs> all the capacitors down here, the CPU in its corner.
1: Uh, it was an amazing thing. It was four or five. Like work board, we bought it for work because I was doing graphic design and a web. I was designing web the website and designing all their publicity stuff for work at the time. So I got work to pay for it, but it was just an insane. thing thing going on inside that case like i remember leaving the side <laughs> off because it, it was too cool to cover up yeah. um and that was my love for not putting cases on sides on cases came from but um
0: now all the cases come with a window in them but so yeah rgbs can flash
1: every single case i've had faces
0: i've got my case sitting
1: oh, i can't really show you i've got my case sitting up here and it's against the wall and my cables face this way and every yeah. single case i've got it's got to be the wrong side, like no. I need a case that's reversed the other way so that you I mean can you see. You mean you can't
0: it. see your RGBs? <coughs> no, I unplugged. That's terrible. That's terrible. I unplugged. I need them. to see your RAM flashing, son. <laughs> no,
1: I unplugged all that. But it lets me like check on dust and stuff, and yeah, I can't yeah. do it because I like I always see the back side of the case. But yeah, no, that was all my love for for just and ever since then. I always bought the physically biggest case I could possibly buy. Like, it just became a thing. Everyone wanted smaller and smaller and smaller. I've want, I want the largest, like, Bigger. server, 6RU rack mount case I can get. Sure, I might have to put a micro ATX in it, because that's all I can afford, but I want this massive big case. You want your, <laughs> your
0: first IBM computer that took up half a room or something. <laughs> that's
1: the same. Like, I've got a compact sitting over my... my... Yeah, I'll show you. This is, I'm really going to regret this, but... Watching, oh, you are breaking the fourth wall now. Yeah, I no. You see sitting over there, I've got an actual yeah. rack, like that's a server rack, right? Nice rack. So and that is a compact um actual like 16 core server sitting in the middle of it. For no other <laughs> reason than the fact that it's huge and I love having it sitting there. I don't even use it. <laughs> it's uh I don't even use it. It's not even powered on, like there's not even a motherboard in it anymore. I, no, it's actually storage now. There's, there's there's no top on it. I actually use it for storage and put stuff inside it. <laughs> but the thing is, it actually fits my... And I did have it set up like this at one point. It actually fits my Foxtel box, my media server, my amplifier, my switch, my router, and a laptop actually fit inside that case. And I can put the lid on top. Yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> It's just there because it's there, you nice know. Nice and tidy. <clears throat> hey, raiders. Um, so it's just good to have. I just love massive cases. I, I don't care if they have, don't have anything inside them. You know, it's so That's bizarre. Good. Like I always wanted CQ. to find. I always wanted to find another twenty-four inch CRT. So I could take the screen out of it and put a fish tank in there. Yeah. Because <laughs> that'd be awesome. I know people Why do it with the Mac classics and stuff. You
0: an aquarium screensaver. <laughs>
1: not anymore i used to that looks good on multi-monitors because the fish they swim around everywhere yeah <laughs> oh, great now i've got floppy cameras and stuff
0: what's that going oh. up oh, no. i've broken the fourth
1: wall it'll never work again That's it. <laughs> uh, good enough so yeah but no gateway is called uh, they were always a fun company <clears throat> right up until I think right at the end where Dell bought them out someone bought them out Modern and Compact. but someone right at the end bought them out and they changed, they changed. but gateway laptops and gateway des- desktops and PCs and their gaming the gaming rigs all
0: the, all the computer companies went cutthroat right down to tiny tiny profit margins just to get people with quantity instead of quality And
1: yeah exactly and, that, and that's what ended up happening and Gateway weren't that company. Like they were, they were the Republica of Gamers of the nineties. Yep. Like they did everything to the absolute nth degree. Like they had just solid steel cases, and they had big, heavy, chunky laptops, and they had like everything they did was did done with a purpose. You know, <laughs> they weren't afraid to have a full screen display when you turn it on, saying Gateway and a big yeah. cow sitting there. You know, like it's just what they did, and um. I was really actually disappointed when I when I heard that they were going broke because I'm like, oh man, that was. They were just a fun company. There needed to be more companies like that, yeah. um, which, you know, there isn't really. I mean, Republic of Gamers is an out there, in your face company, but I wouldn't call them a fun company. Not like no. not like Gateway. I mean, if Gateway were around now, they would build, they would they would build, um, you know, a case. Four times the size it needs to be, just so they could put twenty-five times more LEDs in it. That's just what they would do.
0: How many cows you got in that one? <laughs>
1: now, that, that's the sort of thing they do, or they'd implant, Im, Im, embed a LCD into the side of the case, you know, <laughs> and have have, have an aqua- have a cow screensaver or something on the side of the case. Nice. That is an idea.
0: Flying cows instead of the flying toasters. Toasters.
1: <laughs> Uh um, flashbacks wow I'll tell you <laughs> they'll get you every time so robo debt now Yay. for the last couple of years basically what's been happening is um, a robot's been ringing you up saying see you in court <laughs> and it's been legitimised by Centrelink as a perfectly acceptable practice uh, so or from July f- 1st of July 2016 actually it started um, and basically it saw 1.2 near enough million, um, cases that, that decided that it had to ring and squeeze blood from a stone. Um, but, um, Michael Hodge, GQ, has argued he's, that it's unlawful, and everything about it was wrong from go, from end to end. And you can basically prove it. And they knew it. And they knew it. And they, they admitted to it, but they just didn't care. Um, so he's decided to start a class action. Um, Why would
0: you charge big billionaire <laughs> companies money when you can get it from the poor people who don't have it?
1: Yeah, that's right. So and not only is it he's doing it... Well, most of these people don't even realise he's doing it. On behalf of the 1.2 million people he's doing it for, Plus, it it's going to be a lot more than that because it's going to include um, their spouse, like anybody else who's living in the house, their spouse, their kids, um, any debts they've incurred since, any any troubles they've had since, any difficulties or if they've lost their house or their cars, like it's going to include all that. So, it's not only, um, sorry, I just looked at my camera and my zooms really, I must have the zoom at some point, anyway. Um, there's not only the original, yeah, money like the let's say it was you know 10,000 a head or whatever it was, it's all these other damages and everything that's going with it as well. Um, and this was put through when was this done?
0: And sadly, some people who don't exist anymore because of it,
1: yeah, at least their family should benefit from it. Um, they had a hearing today, Thursday, today, uh, a, a pre preemptive hearing or whatever they call it and already um affected with the government because they're the ones who it's basically against um he's trying to sell it out of court (laughs) (laughs) because they know if this goes to court they well they know they're going to lose um just
0: use taxpayer money to pay any court fees or charges or whatever
1: but well they won't be allowed to they they're gonna have to they're gonna have to use the money that they collected Um, but it's not only going to be, yeah, they're trying to set out of court because not only will it definitely win in court, once it goes to court, um, it sets a precedent, therefore, you know, it causes, there's been other issues, other things similar to that sense then as well that would be affected by that precedent, not including anything that's possibly in the future. Um, so it would be...
0: So any future janky ideas that the government comes up with to to squeeze money out of people?
1: I mean, it's going to be a huge... You know, it's... It's going to be a huge class action. See, the thing is, he's saying, I don't care if they're guilty or if they're innocent. It's irrelevant. The entire process was unlawful. Therefore, everybody affected guilty or innocent, um, you know, basically is entitled to a fair trial. Therefore, everything's you know it's wrong so if you want to after they've collected you know after they've won their 10 grand or whatever they've won back sure by all means go and do it but do it through the proper channels if they really ordered the system and they're really guilty of it and they really owe you money then go for it but do it lawfully don't do it because you know in a way that you think you can get away with it so this guy's either going to be dead in two days time or there's going to be one hell of a lawsuit coming up very soon Right. (laughs) so teach him a
0: damn lesson
1: um, but it's just funny that even Michael you know even the guys who are defending the case have admitted that it was unlawful like that like well so yeah it hasn't got much of a chance once it actually goes through now if somebody would do the same thing with that stupid guy who calls himself a politician in Victoria that'd solve the rest of the problem this country is currently facing uh, anyway um, no, your turn
0: <laughs> researchers finally create metal wires made from carbon University of California in Berkeley has made huh? a big announcement transistors based on carbon rather than silicon could potentially boost computer speed and cut their power consumption by more than a thousandfold. think of a mobile phone that holds its charge for months but the set of tools needed to build working carbon circuits has remained incomplete until now A team of chemists and physicists at the University of California, Berkeley has finally created the last tool in the toolbox, metallic wire made entirely from carbon, setting the stage for a ramp up in research to build carbon-based transistors and ultimately computers. Saying within the same material within the realm of carbon-based materials is what brings this technology together now, says Felix Fisher, UC Berkeley professor of chemistry, noting that the ability to make all circuit elements from the same material makes fabrication easier has been one of the key things that's been missing in big picture of an all-carbon-based integrated circuit architecture. Heat was used to induce the molecules molecules to join together in a process Fisher compares to an atomic-scale set of Legos. They are all precisely engineered so that there's only one way they can fit together. It's as if you take a bag of Legos and you shake it, and out comes a fully assembled car. What would that be, dude? <laughs> I'm that pretty sure if,
1: magic... <laughs> some Chinese companies make cars, I think.
0: This is from Ikea, right? There's the magic of controlling the self-assembly with chemistry. I believe this technology will revolutionise how we build integrated circuits in the future.
1: Just reading a white paper on it, because that's what I do. (laughs) Um, But basically, they're saying, from what I can understand, it looks like they're effectively uh, using the principles of a 3D printer, where you have an easily manufacturable size. Yep. So if we use three D printers for example, you put your one point seven five filament, which is, you know, small but manageable and easy to work with, easy to many easy to print, easy to control. Yep. And then you put it through a heating process and then you spit it out through a point three or a point two or whatever size nozzle you want to use to print. Yep. And from what I'm reading it's the same principle. They're basically they're basically taking Uh, carbon wire which they currently use a lot of CPUs a lot of GPUs a lot of processors are already linked internally with carbon wire so uh, nano scale carbon wire is not unheard of it's quite common Uh, you know they use it a lot they're taking something like that and they're effectively 3D printing a transistor um, and in with, like they're basically using like two printers. They're using one to print the transistor and then they're using the other one to print the tracks inside the transistor. So, yeah. it's yeah, it seems like it's... I mean, they're not exactly like a 3D printer, but it's the same principle. They're using one to create the body of it and they're using another one to create the internals and it's it's all done... Uh, as you said, you're basically shoving one one molecule into the next one, but you're doing it through a... It's not like you're... um making the wire and then laying the wire in the track you want it you're literally you're literally creating the wire as you want it so right. um yeah so it's really interesting yep. so we'll How see
0: much have we got to go now oh or who cares at
1: this point <laughs> <laughs> um we've been going for Keep 55 so i only got a couple of quick stories anyway um Raiders, I'm not sure what phone site, you, unless you're talking about the Xiaomi stuff, which is what I'm a fan of. You can get them on a few places. Um, have a look around see who's got the best price. Kogan's got a massive Xiaomi sale on at the moment. Um, so that's where I got my couple of things I bought the other day. But depends on what you're buying. Um, We'd
0: be open to them sponsoring our show.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't have a problem with... Well, Kogan or Xiaomi, either of them. Yeah, call, like, call, <laughs> up, call up Rustlin, Get Rustlin on the phone. <laughs> Well, I know, actually, at the moment, uh, I heard on another podcast um, that on uh, Kogan, you use the code ROBOT on all Xiaomi products and you get 10% off. Nice. So, I uh, know that that's the thing. Um, so, Windows XP. Just for something a little bit nostalgic. Windows XP leak confirmed after the user compiles the leaked code into a working OS. <laughs> so Windows XP and server 03 source code that was leaked online last week has been confirmed to be authentic after a YouTube user compiled the code into a working operating system. Huh. Shortly after the leak occurred, ZNet reached out to multiple current and former Microsoft to confirm. At the time, they told ZNet from some review the code appeared to be incomplete. Um, but the components they analyzed seemed to be authentic. Uh, NT Dev, a US-based IT tech behind the, um, behind Twitter and YouTube accounts, was one of the millions of users who downloaded it. But rather than wait for an official statement, he decided to compile the code for himself. According to the video shared online, he's successful in compiling the Windows XP code over the weekend to Windows 2000, uh, survey 2003 yesterday. Um, so yeah, so that's interesting. <laughs> they, um, although what's interesting is his videos have been taken off YouTube. So whether... Oh. Microsoft sent the lawyers in, or...
0: DCMA took
1: down. Mm, it doesn't say why. It just says his radio is no longer yeah. available.
0: You know, he was playing copyrighted music in the background. Yeah, <laughs> that's
1: what... It was. Yeah. It wasn't the fact that he, uh, that he you know, compiled an operating system live on a stream. <laughs> no, no. There
0: was Taylor Swift in the background. Um, it came, dude.
1: But apparently the leaks code also included... Uh, Windows two thousand embedded CE, Windows NT three point five and four, and MS DOS three and six. So, I wouldn't mind getting my hands on that because I could, I could use an old. I used to love, um, I used to love when uh, DOS six, and try and it's find 6. a 2. copy. I have got a whole heap of old games. I could probably easily enough compile myself a six two two system and just have a retro game system because I got
0: go to GOG.
1: Well, I got a heap from there, but they—they they, a lot of those are updated to run on modern Windows. Yeah. A lot of them still use... um, Dustbox. Dustbox, but a lot of them are actually compiled to run on Windows. But I have, a, I found... You know the big storage tubs, the big white ones you get from the $2 shop for like yep. $12? I found one of those full of CDs. Oh, nice. <laughs> there must be at least a thousand games in there. It'll take you a while to get through. <laughs> So, you got anything
0: else? I'm going to be doing stuff this weekend. I'm hopefully picking up an Amiga 500 from a friend of mine. Nice. That'll be nice. Never had an Amiga ever. I had a friend who's in the same town as I am now. When we were growing up, we are in high school together, and he had Amiga 500, I think it was. So, I was tempted to get a 600. I like the form factor of it. Nice, small, compact, but uh, supposedly almost as good as the others, although apparently... There was some cut down stuff in there so you were better off getting like a or 1200 or something mm. astronomers discover possible 60s era moon rocket booster heading back to earth on august 19th this year astronomers using panoramic survey telescope and rapid response system observatory in hawaii spotted an object destined to enter earth orbit this autumn or fall as they're saying in the us designated as object 2020 so now it is now believed to be a rocket booster from NASA's Surveyor 2 mission, which crash landed on the moon in 1966 during the Apollo era of the Cold War space race. I suspect this newly discovered object, 2020 SO, to be an old rocket booster because it's following an orbit about the sun that is extremely similar to Earth's, nearly circular in the same plane, and only slightly farther away from the sun at its farthest point, said Dr. Paul Chodis, the director of NASA's Center for Near Earth Object Studies. That's precisely the kind of orbit that a rocket stage separated from a lunar mission would follow once it passes by the moon escapes into orbit around the sun. It's unlikely that an asteroid could have evolved into an orbit like this, but not impossible. This specific type of event has only happened once before, namely in 2002, with a Saturn V upper stage from Apollo 12. So, it's been uh, hanging around in space for a while.
1: Probably still be in good condition. Space tends to preserve stuff pretty well.
0: Yeah. No, no get, as long uh, as the radiation doesn't get to stuff.
1: Get SpaceX up there and get their arm on it and grab it and bring it back in.
0: Tell uh Elon to just drive his Tesla a bit to the
1: right. <laughs> to use a, give it a boost. Use the autopilot. Yeah. Speaking of SpaceX, uh SpaceX Starlink is in action. Internet satellites keep emergency workers online. Basically the short the short version of this is Starlink who is um Tesla's well, SpaceX's Tesla's version of a a satellite internet um, has been in trials and uh, they've been delivering internet services since early August to Washington State Military Emergency Management and helping residents recover from wildfires. So, uh, originally, uh, originally, originally, that's a cross originally and initially.
0: Allegedly, Allegedly.
1: (laughs) Um, They started private trials with, um, over there, and they've opened them up to a lot more public now so that, um, uh, It's basically, they call it a UFO on a, UFO on a stick. It's basically a 50-centimeter dish that you plug in with a USB cable, you stick it out your window, and it does all the things it needs to do. Um, so it's fairly portable, because it's just USB. Um, but they've um been using it for, for testing, and now the military's been using it to help with all the coordinations for the for wildfires that are going on, and now they've opened it up to the public to let them start to use it as well. So... um it's been you know it's got really good latency like th- less than 30 milliseconds which for yeah. a satellite is absolutely insane like my the, my the, your
0: pings before were like 24
1: yeah uh, most i mean i at my sister's place there on the skymaster and they're getting like 750 milliseconds you know almost a second ping time yeah um there's a 30 30 milliseconds so that's nuts for for a a satellite internet is insane. Um, Sometimes, they're they're trying to get... They said it's claimed at 20 milliseconds, and they said some people are saying that they're getting that. So, um, the speeds are currently limited to um, 25 megabits, but that's only in the testing phase, so that'll be taken up to gigabit once the testing phase is finished. Um, But you can see there... uh, Where are we? Um, You can see there that that's like the, the dish... It's, nice. just, it's just it's basically, yeah, you literally just sit on your roof and point it upright and you get the signal, so. Um, oh, sorry, they've limited it to 42 at the moment, yeah. That will be later up to, you know, 100 megabits, so. Um,
0: 40 should be pretty good when you're used to not very much at all.
1: Yeah, that's it, you know, it's not like it's a big deal, but I thought that was pretty cool, just, um yeah. obviously it's only, uh, they haven't got a lot of satellites up there at the moment, but the ones they've got are working really well, so it's just a bit longer until they get a few more in action. Mm-hmm. And um, Tesla, while well, I'm at it quickly, has unveiled plans for the new batteries, which... Okay, here's the thing. They're not really new. They've actually been talking about this for about 10 years since the since the, t- the roads to first come out, but...
0: The next power uh,
1: The No, no. Um, what they're doing, they've gone to 40... So they're currently using 18650s. Which means the cell is um yeah, 18, uh, 18, um, uh, eighteen mil round and sixty-five mil long. So, but what the new cells are are forty-six eighty, which are forty-six mil round and eighty mil long. So, but what that means, the cell itself is only. Um, Five to, uh, it's like the, the physical s- space the cell takes up is 16 time, 16% larger. So not very much physically in terms of the way it takes up. But it is six times more power dense. Oh. So for 16% physical cell size increase, you get six times the power. So a normal Tesla cell is basically a three amp hour cell. So now the new cells are anywhere between sort of 15, 18 ish amp hour for the same size cell, which means that instead of the Tesla having to have, uh, I can't remember what it was off the top of my head, it was, um, I think it's like 2170 cells, something like that, they're using in the Model 3 and Ys. Yep. Um, I don't know, is it 21? No. It's I can't remember the, uh, the number. Not more than that. I can't remember. Anyway, the, a lot of cells, <laughs> because they need the capacity. Obviously, you need one. You need voltage. So you put cells in series to get voltage, but then you need a lot of those voltage strings to get the amperage, which is what does the work. Um, so, uh, they've gone to um. Model these,
0: 3
1: and Y have got 2170 cells. That's the size of them, 2170. So, 18650s were the earlier cells. 2170 are the what the the 3 and Y have got, which once again were like 5% or 7% larger size-wise, but like twice as powerful. And then these ones are, yeah, more powerful on top of that. Um, but, yeah, so basically what it means is they can use... On an entry level vehicle, they can use um, five times less cells to get the same sort of range. So, I suddenly, the claims of this $30,000 Tesla aren't that far away because the batteries are the most expensive part of it. But if it's you're great. using five times less of those batteries, you know, you're dropping your production costs substantially. So, it's. It, it, you know, And then these are talking to be budget Teslas, so they're going to be low-range Teslas, so they're not going to be the 600 miles or 1,000K Teslas like they traditionally have. They're going to be like 100-mile Teslas, which is still more than the average person needs on a daily basis. Yep. So you know they're going to have probably, instead of having five times less, they're going to have eight times less cells. So suddenly your production cost comes down exponentially. So a $30,000 Tesla isn't out of the question in a couple of years' time nice so i would definitely buy that and then the thing mm-hmm. is that the way that the battery packs are designed the modular packs so you could buy a thirty thousand dollar tesla and then if somebody you know in in three or four years time if the price of the packs come down you could always put a bigger battery pack in it so range yeah exactly so yeah
0: windows on arm is about to get lots of apps thanks <clears> to the new <review throat> x64 emulation Currently, Windows on ARM devices like the Surface Pro X can only run native 32 and 64-bit ARM apps alongside 32-bit x86 apps. The vast majority of desktop apps, including Adobe's Creative Suite, have moved to 64-bit x86, and many have stopped supporting their 32-bit variants. This has left devices like the Surface Pro X unable to access certain apps, but Microsoft's new emulation support will mean any and all Windows apps will now work on Windows on ARM. The new X64 emulation support will start rolling out to Windows Insider testers in November and should arrive in a broader operating system update next year. Mm. That's really good. you like little uh, surfaces?
1: Well, this the fact they're going to ARM processors is good because ARM processors are becoming...
0: Is that NVIDIA ARM processors? Was it NVIDIA? Weren't they the ones who brought them out?
1: Maybe. I can't remember. Unless someone did. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, the, big, the 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 ARM processors are the workhorses. They always have been. They're very stable, very reliable. They're not superpower, you know, conservative. They don't really care about that. They're there just to be a workhorse of a processor. Um, NVIDIA, $40 you know, billion bucks. Was NVIDIA, yeah, okay. And um, so the fact that they're giving them a bit more flexibility isn't a bad thing. <laughs> That's something Is that... that does
0: that make, do we call it uh, num?
1: Video arm,
0: video and
1: and envy, envy, envy,
0: envious.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, no, that's that's pretty cool. As long as it can yeah. play Doom, we're all good.
0: Yeah, everything <laughs> that happy the first I, game I that saw, they port, right? <laughs> I saw somebody has now made uh, Doom for the Pico 8. Oh, really? they called it Poom. <laughs> But it's going to be released soon. It should be pretty interesting.
1: Well, as long as you can make a QR code into a game. game yeah, game in QR code <laughs> data. That's pretty
0: awesome. It
1: was pretty cool. I never thought about a QR code like that, but it makes sense. <laughs> it's literally just a bunch of data sitting on a screen, so there's absolutely no reason why you can't turn it into a game. Yeah. Speaking of QR codes. Um, so I need to lose weight because... Let's face it. I was sitting on my ass all day doing nothing. So I can't afford the Mi Fits and the the Google Watches, and so. But what I have discovered is Xiaomi comes to the rescue again. Um, and they are doing a Xiaomi Mi Band. Um, this is the Mi Band Five. Is their new one? It's a fitness tracker, sports thing. The actual. Um, the actual center part of the watch comes out, and you can change the band, have different color bands and stuff. Um, but it is you know, char- it has your pulse right, and your heart rate, and your body temperature, and all that sort of stuff on the back of it, and um, it's got like a a week long battery life or something and it counts all your steps and your heart monitor and it still does all your phones and messages and everything like a Does
0: it do sleep tracking?
1: Yeah, it does sleep tracking. Oh nice. Um it's got customizable skins and all that sort of stuff and notifications and um obviously menstrual cycle tracking and stuff for women. Um twenty four hour heart rate monitoring, real time monitoring, sleep monitoring, rapid eye movement monitoring, extra fourteen day battery life. Um, magnetic charging, 11 sports modes, rowing machines, yoga, etc. 50 meters water resistance. Nice. So it's you know, and they're on sale for 55 bucks at the moment. You can get 10% off if you use that robot code from um, Kogan. Um, and you Cat... can deliver it to
0: Queensland by
1: the look of it. Hey, <laughs> yeah, I got it delivered. Um, so I got that, and then I got their body composition smart scale two, which 39. is 49. Yeah, 39 bucks. Um, and 10% off that. 10% off that and then it does um it does a 13 precise data point so it does your body fat composition and um all that sort of stuff it does uh, even has a balance detector it has a few other bits and pieces uh um, does a few other things but the other cool part about it is it actually um it uses bluetooth obviously to connect to your phone but it has what they call a small a small load scale so if you wanted to um, if you need to weigh a parcel or something to um, to send for shipping or whatever it's got the option of weighing out a small weight Yep. and it's accurate up to like 10 grams or something oh nice,
0: um, stick it in the kitchen you can measure the ingredients for your cake
1: pretty much and it shows you on your phone because it hooks to your phone and it shows you the, it's got a display on it but it also shows you on your phone whatever you're doing on the scale um, but it all goes the only thing is it's capped at 150 so I've got to lose some weight before I can find out how heavy I am um, yeah. <laughs> but <coughs> this is a long way of saying that um, they have an app as well um, they have the Xiaomi um, uh, what is it called the uh, Mi Fit app and you can go in there and it does all the tracking like you'd expect With the walking and the running and the cycles and the. Me fit, you
0: unfit. Yeah.
1: But it's got a friends thing. So you can go on here and you can show your QR code or someone can scan your QR code. Yep. And uh, I don't know if that's going to focus. Add them in.
0: Yeah. So you
1: can add add friends um, and you can all lose weight together and have that sort of stuff. But yeah, it's cool because it shows your workout regime and everything you'd expect. But. It's so cheap. It's, you know, whatever it was, 90 bucks for the watch and the scales. Yep. (laughs) I mean... It's worth it. (laughs) You know, like, I've always wanted that because I'm so lazy, like, so bad when it comes to tracking my own workouts and stuff, and I just never bothered to do it. But something like this, um, for that price, you're kind of crazy not to, to be honest. So...
0: Thanks for listening to the Aussie Tech Heads Show broadcast weekly. We can be found at facebook.com slash Aussie Tech Heads, twitter.com slash Aussie Tech Heads, and youtube.com slash Aussie Tech Heads. Also now, now at patreon.com slash Aussie Tech Heads. Sign up for $4 a month, $10 a month, or from several other tiers. See the site for details. And coffee.com slash Aussie Tech Heads, K-O-F-I. Make a one-off donation of any size. Email us, Warlock at aussitechheads.com.au. You can hear Aussie Tech Heads on radio.com 24-7 back-to-back play of some of the best tech-related shows from around Australia and New Zealand. New shows are added each Friday. See you next time. Bye. Bye.